Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniels. She's broadcasting from home along with the About Mansfield news team. We appreciate you being here today. This is episode 30. And coming up on this episode, Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And as always, we will conclude this episode with the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to 360 Brunch House. Let's take a look at this week's headlines. The COVID-19 epidemic continues to spread in Mansfield. Tarrant County Health Department orders county schools to go online only until the end of September. Local home centers band together in requiring their shoppers to wear masks. Five easy tips will have you wearing your mask comfortably all day. It's time to take out your old tax returns. Shred Day is just around the corner. Alexa is here with the seven-day weather forecast, and we will talk in studio with guitar luthier and Mansfield resident Chris Jenkins of Lame Horse Instruments. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hi, this is John with Pool-Aid your local pool care specialist. With the exceptional amount of rain that we've experienced so far this year, spring is a vital time to clean pool filters, skim leaves and debris, and keep skimmers clean to ensure proper circulation as well as keep your pool sweep in good working condition. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. Hey everyone, Nolan Ryan here. As we open Texas for business, we all need to work together in the fight against COVID-19. As Texans, we need to be responsible. We need to be smart. So when you leave the house, don't be a knucklehead. Wash your hands, socially distance yourself from others, and wear a mask. Do the right things. Look out for your fellow Texans, and together we'll make it through this. Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. COVID-19 continues to spread in Mansfield. About Mansfield's roving science reporter, Dennis Webb, has the story, as well as a follow-up on the comet Neowise. Thanks, Steve. Why are we talking about the virus on the podcast? We're all sick to death of hearing about the virus, me included. And here I am going on for another two or three minutes. Early on, I figured out that if I get the virus, a bad thing for an old man like me, I would likely have caught it from someone else in Mansfield rather than from someone in Dallas, Florida, New York, or Italy. Since Tarrant County makes a daily report by city, I can assess whether I am more or less likely to be exposed to the virus here in Mansfield. So I'm reporting only Mansfield's numbers with a little trend analysis. This week, the virus has continued its spread across Mansfield. Our small number of active cases continue to increase, a bad thing, and we saw a drop in new cases this week, a good thing. On Monday, July 20, 2020, Tarrant County reported 498 Mansfieldians as having tested positive since a start. Of these, 214 are estimated to have recovered and 12 citizens have died. Of the 498 total cases, we had 66 new cases in the past week, and this is smaller than the 105 new cases the week before, which was our highest number since the start. If we can maintain our civically responsible behavior, we can drive this number near zero and get back to more normal. We had one new COVID-19 death in Mansfield this past week, down from two each of the previous two weeks. On Monday, the county estimated that there are 272 active cases in Mansfield. That would be 272 fellow citizens 
who could pass the virus to another citizen if they aren't distancing or masking. This estimate continues to increase as, as it was 229 a week ago. As a citizen, we can put the brakes on the spread of the virus with fairly simple actions. When you're out and about, keep your distance from other people and wear a mask. Wash your hands a lot, and if you're old or sick, stay home as much as you can. A brief Comet report. I can confirm that you can see Comet Neowise from Mansfield. The last three nights I've seen it with binoculars and photographed it. Not much to look at through the sky glow of Fort Worth, but it rises higher each day, becoming easier to see. To see it for yourself, find a place where you have a relatively low, dark northwest horizon and scan up from the horizon with your binoculars around 9.30 p.m. Reporting from the science desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Mansfield ISD released a statement on Tuesday confirming that all MISD students will begin the 2020-2021 school year on August 12th in a virtual setting. The order mandated by Tarrant County health officials in conjunction with the cities of Arlington and Burleson said that student instruction must be conducted solely online until September 28th. The decision was made in an effort to control and reduce the spread of COVID-19 as cases continue to rise in Tarrant County. There are some exceptions to the order that include administrators, teachers, and staff being able to conduct remote learning processes while on campus, as well as all school-sponsored events and activities such as clubs, sports, and band, as long as proper six-foot social distancing is practiced and coincide with safety protocols set forth by the school district. The order went into effect immediately and will continue Continue through 11.59 p.m. on September 27, 2020, and affects all public and non-religious private schools in Tarrant County for all students pre-K through grade 12. To view the entire two-page order, log on to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the Links tab. Home improvement retailers Home Depot and Lowe's have joined the growing list of major chains that require all shoppers to wear masks in light of COVID-19 concerns. Lowe's announced on Friday that their mandatory mask policy will go into effect in U.S. stores starting Monday, July 20th, while Home Depot's will go into effect on Wednesday, July 22nd. Customers who don't bring a mask of their own will be given one while supplies last. Home Depot said small children or people with a valid medical condition will be exempted from its mandatory mask policy. Both retailers noted that curbside pickup or home delivery are options for consumers who would prefer not to shop in person. Other retailers that have announced mandatory mask policies include Target, Best Buy, Costco, Starbucks, CVS, Kohl's, Walmart, and Kroger. The CDC continues to recommend that people wear masks in all public settings when they're around people outside of their household. Wearing a face mask day in and day out can have some daunting effects on your skin if you're not wearing the right kind. Five simple tips for choosing the right mask include, number one, choosing the right material for the mask. You should be able to breathe comfortably when wearing your mask, otherwise you'll swiftly tire of it. You also need a fabric that is soft enough to sit against your skin without irritation or discomfort. Make sure the inner layer of your mask is something gentle on the skin that absorbs moisture, such as cotton. Number two, make sure your ear loops are comfortable. Simple elastic bands might rub behind the ears and cause discomfort, so look out for softer materials such as cotton or silk. Ones you can tie up or adjust with a toggle may be more comfortable than the non-adjustable over-the-ear type. 
Number three, take care of your skin by cleansing your skin properly, using a gentle cleanser and moisturizer during the day and a night cream in the evening to protect the skin so that any friction from a mask is rubbing up against a well-moisturized and healthy skin barrier. Number four, change your face covering regularly. And as soon as it gets damp, as a moist mask won't filter virus particles or droplets, and it can be less breathable and create more of an uncomfortable humid environment on your face. If you're going to be out and about, bring a backup mask with you. And number five, combat foggy glasses by washing your glasses in soapy water, covering the whole lens, and either letting them air dry or gently drying them off with a microfiber cloth. This leaves a thin layer on the lens, which may help to prevent the lens from fogging up. In a recent poll taken on the About Mansfield social media page, 93% of those who responded said they wear a mask in public. Governor Greg Abbott says people need to wear masks in order to control the spread of COVID-19 and avoid another shutdown. Still holding on to your tax returns from 1977? About Mansfield's Robbie Terry has a solution. The city of Mansfield is hosting Shred Day on Saturday, July 25th, with a few changes in drop-off procedures from years past to ensure the safety for both residents and staff. Residents will be required to stay in their vehicles during drop-off and are requested to wear a mask covering both the nose and mouth. Staff will also wear masks as well as gloves and will maintain social distancing as much as possible. Residents are advised to place materials to be shredded in disposable containers, such as boxes or bags, as non-disposable containers will not be returned. In order to be as contactless as possible, staff is evaluating the best method to verify residences without the need to physically touch a person's driver's license. The city is anticipating some delays throughout the day and is asking for your patience. Shred Day will take place from 9 a.m. to 12 noon at the Environmental Collection Center, located at 616 South Wisteria Street. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Robbie Terry. Monday is National Take Your House Plants for a Walk Day, and if you're brave enough to leash up your golden pothos and lead it around the block, we applaud you. Let's see if the weather is going to cooperate. Alexa? In Mansfield for the next seven days. Wednesday, 90 degrees Fahrenheit and some sun and thunderstorms. Thursday, 94 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Friday, 94 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Saturday, 92 degrees and thunderstorms. Sunday, 93 degrees and lots of clouds. Monday, 93 degrees and partly sunny weather. Tuesday, 95 degrees and partly sunny weather. Beautiful weather ahead, Steve. When you're finished walking your houseplant, will you walk mine? Alexa, you know I love you, but not that much. Thanks. It's good to be appreciated. The Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that you irrigate your lawn with three-quarters of an inch of water this week and suggests that you run a sprinkler cycle, let it soak in, and start another cycle 30 minutes to an hour later to reduce runoff. Spread your watering over two days as deep and infrequent watering builds strong grass roots. For more watering and irrigation tips, log on to waterisawesome.com. That's a look at news and weather. If you have a news tip that you would like us to follow up on, please send us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. And speaking of news, I'd like to thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast for your local news. We are aware that there are news outlets based in DeSoto, California, and even China that claim to offer Mansfield news. But it's about Mansfield that is the only source for local news 
produced by an entire staff that lives in Mansfield for Mansfield. With that said, again, we appreciate that you listen. And the biggest compliment that you could give us is to tell a friend about this podcast. Just a reminder to follow this podcast so you will be automatically notified when a new episode is released. The easiest way is to log on to our website at aboutmansfield.com and enter your email address under the follow podcast by email heading on the homepage. And if you own an Amazon device, listening is as easy as saying, Alexa, play the About Mansfield podcast. You can also ask Siri to play the About Mansfield podcast on Apple devices. Coming up after the break, when we switch from news to talk, we'll talk in studio with guitar luthier and Mansfield resident Chris Jenkins of Lame Horse Instruments. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel and the entire news team. And this is About Mansfield. It has literally carved the landscape of the planet itself. Yet beyond its beauty and its grace, it is essential to life itself. Water, it's awesome. Enjoy it, just don't waste it. Visit waterisawesome.com. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take just a second here to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce our weekly episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help you market your podcast. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need the help from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located inside Mansfield's only co-working space, the studio is inside the beautiful confines of The Office in Mansfield on Country Club Drive near Matlock at 1103 Alexis Court. For more information on starting your podcast, or looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Again, that is podcastmansfield.com. Due to COVID-19, the record amount of unemployment and loss of health benefits to Mansfield area residents has been staggering. I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center. There's never been a more critical time for the Mission Center to offer essential services. During the pandemic, the Mission Center has assisted hundreds of Mansfield area families with financial assistance, employment help, food, and or medical care. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance, Mansfield Mission Center is here for you. For more details, visit our website at mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, and for those of you who know me personally, you know that I not only am a, a a podcaster and a newscaster and a talk show host, but uh, I also play music around town. I play music live at Stevens Garden and Grill or the Farmer's Market, Market Street, and uh, Dirty Job Brewing. And so this next segment really has me as as, as a kid in a candy store because we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about guitars for uh, the next 15, 20 minutes with our our in-studio guest. But we're not going to get so nerdy that the majority of the non-guitar player listeners out there are going to tune us out. Um, In the studio today, he is a Mansfield resident. His name is Chris Jenkins, and he is the owner of Lame Horse Instruments. Chris, welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you, Steve. Your Facebook profile photo shows a photo of you in 1966 (laughs) playing guitar in Arlington High School's gym. How much of that gig do you remember and and tell me about it? 
I real that picture probably is uh, what I remember of it, but I do remember that band real well. We had a band called the KCs when I was a senior in high school, and um, it was four dear friends of mine, and I and I really enjoyed it, and uh, remain good friends with all of them to this day. Uh, we weren't very good, I'm sure, uh, but we had a lot of fun, and I was a terrible guitar player. <laughs> Were we all? But uh, I, I just didn't have the right sense for it. You know, I'm a very left brain person. Uh, had to think about everything I did, and I think if you have to think about it really hard as you do it, you, it's difficult to be a good musician. You know, it's something that really has to come from the I don't know outer space or something. The best guitar players I know, I I watch them and I look at them and I can tell that what they're thinking about has nothing to do with what their hands are doing. I'm sure it's connected on some spiritual <laughs> level, but uh, they're just you know it just happens and uh, and it's wonderful when it does. But that was not me at all, and so. I played because I really loved to do it, but I always had this sort of connection with the instrument. I was interested in the technical aspects of it. I would take it to get it worked on, and it was difficult to find somebody competent to work on an instrument back then. And uh, I finally uh, found an old fellow that worked out of his house over on the southeast side of Fort Worth. He had one eye and an empty socket for the other one. <laughs> oh, no. No uh, no patch, no replacement, just an empty socket. His name was Mr. Wilburn, is what I called him. And he lived off Wilbarger Street in southeast Fort Worth. And But boy, he could make the guitar play. And mm-hmm. I, I always watched what he did and really enjoyed it. And I guess that carried over somewhat. And so that that learning the, the tech part of it, that carried over into what is now Lame Horse Instruments. You make instruments out of your home in Mansfield? Well, my son, Jeremy, and I, my youngest son, who's he's now approaching 40, he, uh, he and I work together as Lame Horse Instruments. Mm-hmm. And he has a shop in Austin, and I have a couple of shops in Mansfield, one in my house, a small shop, and then one out in the country at my oldest son, Joe's house, and... Uh, Everything we do is a collaboration, Jeremy and I, and we ship parts back and forth between Mansfield and Austin. We meet in Waco and exchange parts, or he comes up with my granddaughter. And it was a long, long road with a lot of gaps from watching old one-eyed Mr. Wilburn to... Uh, <laughs> to Lame Horse. To Lame Horse, yeah. Talk about the process that... because. You aren't producing mass-produced guitars. These are custom guitars. These are guitars that are... I would be afraid to play one of your guitars. I would put them up on the wall as a piece of art. And although I would assume these are performance guitars, what is the process that someone would go through contacting Lame Horse Guitars? I want you to build a custom guitar Take us from design to handing the customer their their final product. Well, that's that's a really good and interesting question, and that's really the heart of of what we're all about, Steve. We someone calls us or, or emails us, and uh, when they contact us, they want a guitar. Obviously, they've they've seen or heard our guitars, and they like the sound, and they they have an idea of what we do. And what we try to do is build something that sounds amazing uh, 
that is personal to them. I guess now we have five different models, and within that model range, they they find something that suits their their playing. But other than being of the same model, which is just shape and size, really, no instruments are the same. All of the uh, woods appointments, uh, such as a rosette, which are the decorations around the sound hole. Sure. Decorations on the peg head, you know, where the tuners are, that type of thing. Everything is is something personal to them that they leave to us to design for them based on guidelines that they give us, or maybe they have something fairly specific they want. It never works if it's too specific. They've got to be willing to turn us loose a bit. It's got to fit within parameters of what we do. So we come out with something that that is special to them. And our average customer is usually someone that's played guitar for a good while. And they vary in age quite a bit. We're starting to get some really younger customers that surprise me. Our most recent guitar we sold was to a a fellow that was probably in his mid to late 20s, which really surprised me that he could afford the guitar, but he didn't haggle about the price and walked in and bought it. You wow. know, uh, most good players play for themselves more than for anybody else. Sure. You know, and they their enjoyment from the instrument is to sit around and and just really play a lot for themselves. And we want them to have an emotional connection with the instrument, and that's what they get out of it. So, we have a, a woman in Arizona we made several instruments for, who's very connected to Southwest Design, and her instruments all uh, reflect that. A lot of use of turquoise in the designs and uh, Southwestern Indian designs. We have a fellow from Chile who had some particular colors. He's a German, but he lives in Chile. Particular colors that he associated with his relationship with his grandmother that he wanted in the rosette, and we did that. We had a man from Georgia who wanted uh, cotton bowls uh, graphically (laughs) illustrated in the rosette. We built an all-Texas wood guitar. Oh, the one from Georgia also had a peach down at the... Uh, down on the access panel. Yes. Which is a unique feature of ours. We didn't invent that, but not too many people do it these days, although I don't know why, because it makes so much sense to be able to easily get inside the instrument down in the butt of the guitar. We have a panel that comes off. We call it the access panel. Okay. It's really easy to examine the inside of the instrument for damage or to install electronics or to do repairs. Uh, repairmen love our instruments because they're so such easy access to the inside. Oh, yeah. And acoustic guitars are very fragile. If they're built where they they have high sound quality, they're, they're very delicate and uh, very sensitive to changes in temperature and humidity and those kind of things. And people like airline baggage handlers and all can really even in when they're packed in cases that cost twelve or fifteen hundred dollars they can wreak havoc on them you know so it makes it easy to repair the instrument should that ever have to happen yeah the access panel is probably uh, very beneficial for uh, for the lame horse now your design not only is is beautiful on the exterior but the photos that I've seen you also do it up inside. We do. And it started out, you know, it's funny. Uh, 
We've had a couple of design features, that being the major one that started out as accidents or serendipity that became major design features that we can't do without now. And that was one of the very first guitars I ever built. This is before Jeremy ever came to work with me. Uh, I simply didn't have the amount of wood I needed uh, to uh, build a neck block and some side braces. And I, uh, I laminated up some pieces think I remember, thought about a laminated cutting board that my wife had that was really pretty different types of wood and sure. made some laminated side braces and a laminated neck block and put it in there and uh, back in those days this is pre-internet days there was a the sort of the bible of guitar building there was a catalog called the Luthiers Mercantile International Catalog and um and for our listeners, a luthier is a guitar maker. Guitar maker, repairman, uh, somebody works with stringed instruments. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And they uh, they would put out this catalog and had all their merchandise in it, but you paid $150 for their catalog. Wow. But also in there were lots of building tips and uh, how-tos, and it was it was really worth it. But they put pictures in there of instruments, and if you had a picture in there of one of your instruments or something you did, man, it was like being on the cover of the Rolling Stone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so I went to this class in California, and I was really a rookie guitar builder, but I had some pictures of the inside of this guitar, and it was, back then, people didn't pay any attention to the inside of the guitar. They didn't even clean up sloppy glue or anything out of them. I just didn't think anybody ever looked in there. Oh, yeah. Mine's full of dust. Yeah. And, and guitar picks. You know, I had these pictures of these laminated braces and uh, neck block, and it was really pretty. And the guy that runs LMI got a hold of one of those pictures, and lo and behold, the next time the catalog came out, one of those, that, that picture was in there. And so uh, very unjustifiably... You know, I got a lot of notoriety from it. You know, I really wasn't nearly as good as it made people think I was. But also what it did is it made it impossible for us to ever build another instrument without really pretty insides. And uh, from then on, they would put more pictures of our insides, and they've gradually gotten more and more. And it's also a structural thing. We've gotten where we laminate the insides now with veneers that are go through a special printing process and have designs on them okay and they're very elaborate the design of your your guitars not only um uh you you've moved the the traditional sound hole the sound hole being the big round hole in the middle of the body you a lot of yours are up in the uh, uh the upper part of the face but then you also have sound holes on the side, which I would assume are for the guitar player to hear the sound as well? Or? Well, partly. They help the guitar player hear the sound, but um, they're partly just because you have to have a certain, there's some magic number that has to be there as far as square inches of hole for that body to breathe properly to produce the right frequencies of sound. Uh, mainly the the lower notes. Right. We do make instruments with traditional sound holes, and some people just have to have them. We had an interesting thing happen. I sold a, a cowboy player up in the panhandle. I just had an instrument I'd had around a long time, and this guy was a really good player, and 
he loved this little guitar, and so he trade he bought it, traded in his old guitar for it. He just played it all weekend and loved it, and it had non traditional sound holes. And these cowboys, you know, they're rugged individualists, you know, <laughs> yes. real men. Well, about Tuesday after this weekend of recording, I got a call from a music store in Amarillo, and they were asking me questions about this guitar, and I said. What what's the deal? He said, "Well, this guy came in and traded it in." I said, "What? He just had that guitar a few days and he loved it." And he said, "Yeah, he traded it in on a Martin." I said, "What?" Well, I called him and he wouldn't take my calls, so I called his friend where we were doing the recording. He said, "Oh yeah, he took that guitar home and his five year old daughter looked at it and started crying and said, "Daddy, you can't play that guitar." And he said, why not, honey? He said, well, people, it looks funny. People will look at you and laugh. And so he took it to Amarillo and traded it in. Oh, it, no. Rugged individual. But <laughs> tradition, non-traditional sound holes make sense in a sound sense for a lot, a lot of reasons. A lot of that active, that soundboard where traditional sound holes are is active. It produces a lot of sound. And uh, moving them to the upper other areas that are not so active give you more sound, especially in a small guitar. Right. Like our, our most popular guitar is a very small guitar. The and Saddle Pal? The Saddle Pal, yeah. Okay. We made the first one for a guy from Amer- uh, Lubbock who's a he, – he is there at the university. He's a poet, playwright, singer, songwriter. His name's Andy Wilkinson. And he said, I want you to make me a guitar with a – small enough to pack on my saddle with a, a sound as big as Texas. Yeah. Nice. And so that's what we tried to do. And, uh, you know, it was, we were very lucky. Uh, the design has remained unchanged since 1999. And if you're lucky, most anything will do for brains. And mm-hmm. that's what happened with that guitar. <laughs> we, we really weren't, didn't have a lot of idea about why we designed it the way we did, but it just worked, you know. It's a it's a beautiful guitar, and for those who are, who are listening right now, if you really if you want to see not only musical instruments but a, a tremendous work of art, go to lamehorse.net and and check out the beautiful the beautiful work that uh, that Chris and and Jeremy Jenkins do. Uh, how many guitars have you built under Lame Horse? We build ten or twelve guitars a year. We also build a six-string banjo, oh, the Get Joe. The Get Joe. It's for it's for uh, guitar players that don't want to learn to play the banjo but want that sound. Banjitar is also another term. It's they the use. same thing. Yeah. yeah, and I always call them six six-string banjos because I think yeah. banjitar just sounds weird. Yeah, I don't like for some reason. It just doesn't. I don't <laughs> like it. I, I think Get Joe's fine, and six-string banjo is good. But. Yeah. All right, so John Prine is known for playing a Martin, or was known for playing a Martin. Lyle Lovett plays a Callings. Taylor Swift plays a Taylor. Who is your dream musician to play a lame horse guitar? You know, I've been asked this before, and I just, I don't know the answer to that question, because, I mean, we have a, f- a couple of, I guess you'd say, famous, or it depends on what generation they're in, how, you're in, how famous they are. The most famous guy probably that plays anything we ever built is John Sebastian, nice. the loving, loving spoonful. Sure. Uh, one of the nicest humans you'll ever meet. He plays a, a, a six-string banjo of ours. Huh, okay. And uh, he had a, 
handmade one from a big company that they'd made for him. And uh, he stumbled through the—he lives in Woodstock, New York, and he came through the Woodstock show and kind of incognito one year. He had a hat, kind of old hat pulled down on his head and a jacket and everything. And he picked it up, and he was playing it over there. Well, I recognized him, but, you know, a lot of the younger luthiers, they didn't even know who he was, you know. And before a lot—I mean, I was always a huge Loving Spoonful fan, you know, and so— uh, he was playing it. It didn't take long for us to make a deal. He liked it, and he said he wanted one. So we made a deal on one and uh, delivered it to him later that year. And he just plays his, his lame horse now. And huh, That's uh, cool. Robin and I, my wife, we got to go up to his house, not this summer, last summer. We were in Woodstock, and we went and spent the afternoon with him at his house. And it was just a delight. We spent about three hours up there just talking, listening to him play. And uh, he's just such a nice man. Love and Spoonful, uh, Summer in the City. Do you believe in magic? Daydream, uh, Younger Girl. Did you ever did, have to make up your mind? That's what I was thinking of. Rain on the Roof. Darling, be home soon. Didn't he also do Welcome Back? Welcome Back, Cotter theme. Right. Yeah. As a solo artist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now our, now our listeners have, a, have something to grab onto. What was your favorite or what is your favorite lame horse guitar? And, and describe what it is to our, to our listeners. Oh, the Saddle Pal for the sure. Pal. Yeah. yeah. I, I think for a solo instrument that it's the best thing we do by far and maybe as good as i'll go so far as say i think it's as good as anybody can do because it's just articulates so well uh it's really a sweet sound it's small comfortable to play lots of overtones lots of uh sustain uh very complicated sound that's what we try to get our our instruments are really for finger style players i just love to sit and listen to a good player play a saddle pal our best-selling artist, other than John Sebastian, is seven million copies of one single sold. You, you probably may, may not know him by name, but you know his work is Elmo Shropshire. Don't know that name. Who's also a veterinarian. Huh. And he's uh, his big hit was Grandma Got Run Over by a well, Reindeer. I was going to say, unless it's Patsy and Elmo. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he plays a lame horse? He has a lame horse uh, saddle pal. He called oh. me up one night out of the blue. Now, I knew who he was because I, he, was, you know, he was a veterinarian, and he's, he's also a, a really nice guy. And uh, we had a mutual friend called Chuck Erickson, and Elmo had been shopping for a guitar for years and never quite found what he wanted. And he wanted a subtle reindeer theme. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're going to only have one hit, you might as well go with it. And Chuck said, well, I think these guys can do it. Chuck Erickson is a big inlay guy, and he sent him, sent Elmo to us. We talked, and I didn't I, – I was a little bit worried about making – how do you make a reindeer theme subtle? But uh, we managed to do it, and uh, he liked it, and – I love Elmo. He's one of the nice. He's eighty uh, something years old. Runs marathons. Wow. He's uh, he has uh, gold medals from the Senior Olympics. Uh, still, he goes and performs every year up in New Jersey at chari- in New York at charity events. Performs his song uh, to raise money up there. Uh, hmm. He's a great human being. Yeah. 
if someone was interested in, they, they do some woodworking and, and you know, I'd, 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 I'd like to move that woodworking into building guitars. Uh, what advice do you have to give to someone who wants to pursue that? Well, you know, they have a really good avenue here locally. There's two clubs. One is called Lint. L-I-N-T dot org is a website. Meets every other month here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Lint is mainly, uh, it's all types of guitar builders, but it has a little more emphasis on acoustic instrument building, although many of the members build electrics also. That's the Luther's Interactive of North Texas. That's it. Lint. Lint. Dot org. Okay. Uh, What else? And then there's also Guys Building Guitars, which meets over usually at the Rockler store in Richardson. It has a little more emphasis on electrics, and uh, they meet monthly, first Thursday of each month usually. Lint usually meets the second Saturday of every other month. If someone was interested in purchasing or placing an order for a purchase to uh, for a Lame Horse guitar, how would someone find Chris and Jeremy Jenkins? Well, lamehorse.net is what you said, or we're on Facebook and, of course, Instagram. But the contact us, the best way is on the through the website there, lamehorse.net. It's got the phone numbers and email addresses and contact info. We've reached a point where I usually give you the opportunity to give a shout-out. Anybody that you would like to mention? We have a couple of uh, dealers. Both these are, I would say, two of the three best guitar stores in the world that I know of. The one in McKinney, we're lucky to have locally, the Guitar Sanctuary. Yes. Uh, And Uh we we have a guitar that's for sale right there right now, a beautiful OM. And then our other... uh, best dealer uh, is in London, uh, the North American guitar. They specialize in American guitars. That happens to be something that Americans still seem to do better than anybody else is build guitars. And the world still wants American guitars. And they they they, they handle guitars from all over the world, but they specialize in American guitars. And uh, Ben Montague runs, uh, doesn't that sound like an Englishman, Ben, ben Montague? Yeah, that's right. Very, yes, he is. He has a very proper English accent. Wonderful guy, and he uh, he runs the North American guitar, and uh, that's our our largest dealer in London. Uh, if you'd asked me ten years ago, will an Englishman in London sell more of your guitars than anyone else? I'd have said you were crazy, but that's how it's turned out. If you want something really special, just for yourself, special design. Uh, Ordering it's the way to get it. There's a little bit of a wait. Uh, but, uh, you know, those dealers have really great things in stock that you can go and try. And uh, if nothing else, see how you like Lame Horse guitars. But you might find something that suits you and with no weight. As I mentioned at the beginning, I'm, I'm a kid in a candy store. I love guitars. I own probably six, seven, eight guitars in my home. Some of them are up on the wall. Some are in cases. I've enjoyed this uh, this half hour with you. Uh, usually, my interviews go about fifteen minutes. We've we've gone thirty five, and um, Chris, it's been. I a hope pleasure. we haven't bored the listeners. <laughs> I appreciate you being on about Mansfield. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, Steve. We'll be right back. Meet Keith, loving dad, board game champ, bus driving pro. 
I drive 65,000 miles in my bus each year. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. Like how there are some things I simply can't see. On my route the other day, a car tried to sneak past me and ends up right in my blind spot. I turned slowly, so accident avoided. But no car should be in the blind spot for a 40,000-pound bus. It's, it's our, our roads. roads. It's, it's our safety. safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. We welcome all feedback about the program. Feel free to chime in by sending us an email to comments at aboutmansfield.com or by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that is 817-435-2938. We will read or play back some of the comments in a future episode. Congratulations to Dennis Hogan, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. How many students are enrolled in the Mansfield Independent School District? According to the MISD website, there are 35,626 students enrolled in the school district. Dennis has won a $25 gift card to 360 Brunch House. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hi, this is John with Kool-Aid, your local pool care specialist. With the exceptional amount of rain that we've experienced so far this year, spring is a vital time to clean pool filters, skim leaves and debris, and keep skimmers clean to ensure proper circulation as well as keep your pool sweep in good working condition. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at PoolAid.net. That's PoolAid.net. We're here for you. In 1999, Mansfield Cares was founded to be the safety net for those in need in our great city. Mansfield Cares built the first free medical, dental, eye clinic and the warehouse that is home to the only food bank in Mansfield. Our city's seven food pantries, Feed the Kids program, Back to School Bash, and college scholarships have all benefited from Mansfield Cares. Become a part of Mansfield's safety net. Donate today at mansfieldcares.org. That's mansfieldcares.org. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to 360 Brunch House, serving breakfast for the neighborhood. Located on Broad Street in the shadows of Newsom Stadium, you can find them on the internet at 360brunchhouse.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve... It's widely known that Fort Worth ranks first as the most populated city in Tarrant County. This week's question is, of the 41 incorporated cities in Tarrant County, where does Mansfield rank in terms of population? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, of the 41 incorporated cities in Tarrant County, where does Mansfield rank in terms of population? Good luck, and thanks to Nick and Al at 360 Brunch House for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, it is our usual array of news, talk, and information, including an in-studio interview with Mansfield entrepreneur James Sellers. It's a two-parter that you're not going to want to miss. The show will be released on Wednesday, July 29th. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website aboutmansfield.com we will never send you any spam we promise thank you for listening for colleen daniel and the entire news team i'm steve casillo and this 
is about Mansfield. 